0: Welcome to the Elite Foundations podcast: How to build an elite foundation physically and mentally to win at life. No theory, just real-world results. Your hosts are Dr. Emil, ex-emergency doctor, entrepreneur, and health coach, and myself, Edemar, ex-Israeli Special Forces, Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and mindset expert. Hello, and welcome to this
1: episode of Elite Foundations today we're again going to go a little bit different and not do a case study because we have some interesting topics to discuss. I don't want to assume, but it's interesting to me. We're going to be talking about how to intentionally rest. And the reason for that is I find as entrepreneurs, as high performers, we're very good at working hard, but we tend not to be good at relaxing. And I'm not talking about relaxing for the sake of relaxing or being lazy. As a, you know, high performer, I'm thinking, okay, how can I relax so I can work better? So (laughs) I see you smiling. So essentially what happens is we do sprints we, we go in hard and then the sprint never really finishes. And whereas we might start at 10 out of 10 productivity and work, it quickly goes down to nine, eight, seven, six, and then we burn out and then we try and rest a little bit. And it doesn't, we don't really rest because we're still constantly connected and switched on. Uh, and then we're trying to kind of work and sprint and we never get back up to that 10 because we're never really rested. And essentially we end up in this kind of like lethargy kind of languishing at kind of four, five, six out of 10 productivity, four, five, six out of 10 recovery and rest. And I think, and deep work and things like that say that if you can rest at 10 out of 10, then you can work at 10 out of 10. And actually by doing that, you will be more productive overall. You'll get more done overall, but you'll also have a better life. You'll have more fun. You'll enjoy everything more. Does that resonate with you?
0: have uh, you nailed it. No, it, it super resonates with me. It's like, it, literally, the topic I was writing my newsletter this week was three quick ideas about recovery and how confidence and burnout are connected. So, this is very, very poignant that you bring it up today.
1: Yeah, I mean, awesome. So, you know, let's 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 dig into it and let's talk about it. And one of the things I've kind of realized about this, but also everything in life, is that rest is a skill, right? And actually, as entrepreneurs, yeah. we're not very good at it. And we almost don't realize, we're not cognizant of the fact that it's a skill. So we just, like, you know, we have a rest day or we we set aside some hours to rest, and then we don't actually manage to rest or recover because we don't know how to do it. We've never stopped to examine what can I do, what things can I do to optimize my recovery. Um, so I think yeah this is this is the kind of thing that i've been thinking about and i kind of think it dep- it's different for different people there are probably some universals and then also it will vary depending on time frame so there'll be things that you do each day to rest potentially things that are non-negotiables that you would do even when you're sprinting because you can't literally work 20 hours a day you have to sleep and then what are the other things are and then also things perhaps every week perhaps every month or quarter and then annually what you can do to kind of keep going structure your sprints recover optimally enjoy life like what is the balance what are the techniques so yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at
0: so i'll say this i'm super excited about this episode both from a, a selfish perspective and a broader perspective, because my whole fascination point has been to, I think most entrepreneurs, even if they have some know-how, they you don't give themselves the permission to do it. And that's been kind of more my fascination point. And I feel like your main fascination point is like the how to actually do it, which also really helps people give themselves permission and we can blend those two right now and be also like very effective for me because I'll have a better toolkit, but I think you create a really, really powerful episode. So I, I'm stoked about this. Let's get to it.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, actually that permission thing is interesting. So I suppose once you realize how effective resting properly is, it will be easier to give yourself permission to
0: do it. But then once you know. I don't think so. I think it's like it's, it's one of those things that's like easier said than done. We, we've all heard that if you're never fully off, you're never fully on, but we still don't apply it, right? So like I I, I think it's beyond that. There's other layers that stop people, even though, again, it's like everything. Logically, we know something, but we still act emotionally. But I think and a part of creatures. that is
1: having a clear blueprint for what to do. It's like when people are like, I know Absolutely. I need to go to the gym, and there's friction because it's like, well, I don't know what to wear. I don't know what to do once I'm in the gym, blah, blah, yeah, blah. It so, becomes a barrier. So, uh,
0: I think a lot of people fear that taking time off won't actually create the outcome that they want to get them back to 10 out of 10, like you said. And like having you give now clear protocols can alleviate that substantially. So I think that's,
1: yeah, that's it's why I'm start. excited about myself as well. It's a start yeah. for sure. And I mean, look, the the reason this came about is because I was burnt out, right? And after burnout goes for long enough, you figure out you actually need to do something about it because it's very obvious that you're not operating at your full potential. And you can either just keep doing that and you know, languishing, chugging along, or you can take drastic action. So I took three days off. I went to a secluded hotel on the coast of Portugal and journaled on how to rest. I was like, Why, how do I rest? What what do I do? Um, I try to research it. I try to figure it out, like what is actually restful for me, and then how can I split it into days, weeks, months, quarters. years so I'm far from an expert. If you're a
0: doctor and scientist to research this stuff. It's as if that's what's going. Yeah, on. I
1: mean, this is how I approach everything in life. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how can I eighty twenty? How can I optimize yeah. rest? How can I rest I like hard? Um, <laughs> how can I productively rest? But so the point is, is I'm not an expert, far from an expert. But it's something I've thought about, which to be blunt, puts me above a lot of people because most people have literally never thought about this. And if you ever find that when you try to rest, you almost feel this like agitation that you need to do something, you need to lean into that. You need to figure it out. If you find that you end up watching Netflix or um, scrolling on your phone, that's probably not resting. It's probably the opposite. It's probably making you more anxious and worked up. Um, So there are definite things that you can fall into, easy things which won't rest you. And these are kind of things to avoid. And then there's definitely things which will rest you, which you can, once you've identified them for yourself personally, intentionally go and do. And actually I saw this quote while I was researching and it was saying about how there were different types of rest, surface rest and soul rest. And surface rest is kind of, jam-packed vacations days off doing errands and admin uh sitting around all day partying spending time with friends sleeping these things are all kind of you know surface level and then there's soul rest it's figuring out like you've been you know hustling for years what do you need to hard reset to figure this shit out
0: yeah i would call this the surface rest how you said it's like it almost just sounds like surface level distractions
1: yeah 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 Yeah. quite possibly but then like a vacation you know it's a certain facet of rest it's a certain type of rest you know it's it's social time it's tourist stuff it's one it might be restful for some people for me personally it's not i don't like jam-packed vacations um but for some people that might be restful i don't know I I'm Yeah, I was considering so. more like
0: how you're saying about the, the Netflix or scrolling on your phone and all that kind of stuff. But that's That's more, I would say, yeah, that's a vice that's distracting yeah. you and you just feel stressed or you go to that instead of actually yeah. like recovering. That's. Yeah. Sorry, but go ahead. I no, don't want no, to interrupt. I, I agree. And I don't think those things
1: are, are, are restful at all. But there's there are things which are kind of in between, like doing admin. You know, it's it's different from hard hustling or running errands, going around to the post office and whatever else. It's not really rest, but it's. You're resting at least part of your mind from yeah. deep work, so it's almost different depths of rest, I suppose. So some of the options that I found that that may or may not work for people: time away from from work, time away from your normal life, time away from you know the normal people you spend time with. Permission to not be helpful, I thought, was an interesting one. Doing something unproductive, so whether that's you know, something positive and creative, or whether that's something which is almost like leaning into your shadow, as in, I'm per- like, I'm going to play video games, you know? And there's a line where, okay, now I'm binging on video games, but then there's also, this is relaxing because it's it, it has zero productivity, you know? Like some people rest and they're like, they're not resting, they're just priming for the next, they're planning their next work block. It's like, all right, that's not really resting. You're still being productive. Yeah. Um, connection to art, nature. This might might be good for some people. Solitude, another big one. And and look, if you can identify that solitude is restful, then you can intentionally go and be on your own. And then you can, and I don't want to, you know, over-engineer this, but optimize it. You know, you can say, okay, solitude helps. So if I go and spend four hours on my own in nature, I feel amazing. Awesome. Now you know that, you can specifically plan that in and optimize for it a big one for me a break from responsibility and this is where jam-packed vacations kill me because i still feel responsible for organizing for being places for not fucking up for having fun all this stuff and i'm like "Ah, i I don't need that responsibility like this isn't restful for me like being on a bus at 9 a.m no absolutely not um stillness to decompress going for walks music being active um that kind of thing any thoughts on any extras or any things that might be restful for you or
0: what do you do yeah it was rest? interesting what you, so uh, a couple things so it was interesting what you said about video games because um, i've tried for example like watching netflix to just kind of chill out but i've had a very um a very let's call it intense week and what i find is the way a lot of these whether the TV shows or the games are engineered, they're not engineered to put you in a peaceful state. They're engineered to really tax a lot of your, uh, your nervous system, like your dopamine receptors and all that kind of stuff. And I actually found that it didn't make me rest. It actually, like, it didn't really help me, to, let's call it, heal, in the better term. It definitely distracted me, and it took my mind off what was going on at work, which there was a positive aspect of it. But when I judged it afterwards, I was like, this is actually a pretty low ROI intiv- activity as far as like recovery and recuperating and all that kind of jazz. So that was one thing that I've been, I've been noticing, especially with the Netflix. It always seems like the first three episodes of a show are like kind of interesting and positive and all of a sudden it gets very dark and just try to placate to all our, our deepest human like nastiness of wanting to see bad things happen. So that's something watched, I've actually stopped.
1: You haven't watched Ted Lasso, bro. Ted Lasso is incredible. I've never heard of (laughs) Tatlas. Apple original It's great. It's just happy.
0: Okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, For me, what you were saying about the being alone for me, for me, doing sports where I am mentally either completely entrenched and focused or completely isolated is really what does the trick. So one example is Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which is very high level problem solving with a lot of physical activity and also has a lot, you have to control your emotions, stress receptors, and all that kind of jazz. And a session of Jiu-Jitsu is, I just feel like a different person if I'm stressed or if I feel like a little overwhelmed, whatever it may be. Um, for the individual thing is swim. When I say I always like swimming in the ocean, and when I'm living on the beach, like I swim an hour every day. And it's not because I swim really hard or really fast, it's just my way to kind of decompress. And at the end of the day, it's amazing what it does for me. And like, honestly, one of the things that does the most for me to help me kind of recover on an emotional, hormonal level as well, is honestly sex. It's like, it's a big, big thing that creates a giant difference for me. It's like, those are the three things, like swimming, jujitsu, and sex. Those are the biggest things that help me recover, honestly. And that's kind of the way I look at it. These are the highest ROI activities I can do to really help me enjoy it and not, Yeah, and I get to that place where I'm burning out.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly exercise and sex both are supported by a plethora of chemicals and neurotransmitters and hormones, which is literally hacking relaxation, hacking recovery, hacking happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And potentially with binge watching Netflix or playing video games, you get different chemicals, which are less relaxing like uh epinephrine adrenaline that kind of thing but then this is where i was kind of thinking as you were saying because it strikes me that jujitsu and playing call of duty might might be a lot of similar
0: emotions it's interesting but i think so this is me without any science and i'm here interested to hear what you think about this I feel like in Call of Duty you probably pent up a lot of those hormones, and you don't have a, an ability to release them. In Jiu-Jitsu, because it's so extremely physical, you also release those hormones. So actually, like getting those things out of your system, in like, by the end of a Jiu-Jitsu class, it's like a hard a hard training. I feel super relaxed. I feel super peaceful. Um, and my wife has told me like when there was COVID. She was like, Your your general level of aggression is just a little bit higher when you don't get to do jujitsu. And it's something that I need to be like conscious of. Cause I, and it's not just like how I behave to other people, but also how I go about things at work. That I just like go head down and try to get things done instead of being more calm and seeing the big picture. I don't know if Call of Duty does that for people because they don't actually get to release. They just yeah, like yeah. feel that adrenaline, you know, but they don't actually mm. get the physical release as well. Yeah. So I don't know if that would be different from a, a hormonal perspective.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, in a very basic sense, at the end of exercise, you get an endorphin dump, um, which makes you feel very at peace, relaxed, calm, blah, blah, blah. And you're also physically exhausted. Whereas with Call of Duty, you don't get that. You just get the up, 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 and then probably add a bit of frustration and annoyance because some 12-year-old is walking all over you. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then you don't get any down. And actually, you're totally wired at the end of it and pissed off and angry that you know you died or whatever so yeah i can um, i can imagine that and that that makes a lot of sense and just to put here i think exercise and physical activity is an absolute no-brainer like you you must have seen the countless memes saying if they could make exercise into a pill it would be you know trillion dollar innovation blah 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 whatever like it's so restful it's so positive in so many different ways like do something, this can be walking, this can be walking briskly, whatever it is, just just do think about that. So then I suppose the next thing to kind of think about is, and we've touched on this already, what things do you do daily that are non-negotiables, even when you're sprinting, even when, even when you're resting, and these things kind of allow you to function, allow you to keep going. And the most obvious one is sleeping adequately right? You know, people try and push through and and sleep for four hours in a sprint. You'll last three days, two days, not even that before your productivity drops off a cliff. So that's a definite net negative. If you think the extra four hours work you're going to do because you're sleeping four hours less is a positive. I mean, if if the essay is literally due, then all right, fine. You can accept diminishing returns. But in any other scenario, it's probably not. So what what are the kind of things you do?
0: So it's interesting because I I think because of athletics, I was trained to think of it in the opposite way. So when you go into a training camp, you actually ramp up all your recovery methods alongside it. It's like when you're like where you're saying basically in a sprint, most people just neglect a lot of things, because they think they should yep. be sprinting. In athletics, they're like, No, you're about to do a two month sprint. So you need to make sure you can facilitate that as best as possible, by yep. putting in all these protocols. Um, so for sleep, like, I don't sleep less than eight and a half hours at night. And it's usually because I just wake up naturally. That's one of the things that's like an ironclad. I I don't mess with that. And when I'm sprinting, I double down and also make sure that I'm napping at least like an hour every day. Um, I usually have a hot bath at night, my nutrition. If I know I'm heading into a sprint, I just get a meal plan. I'm like, I can't, the way I think about it is like, I can't afford to have mishaps here if I'm trying to be at my best during a sprint. When I'm not at a sprint, I allow myself just to be a bit more casual about things. But when I'm trying to get everything I can out of myself, I can't be casual about it. Um, I do 20 minutes of yoga every morning. I also try to get a massage once a week because honestly, my body's just usually tight. When my body's tight, it just affects me. So those are kind of my protocols when I'm going into a sprint.
1: Yeah, that's super interesting because when I was in medical school and I had exams, I found I did more training. Um, So I was sprinting, but I doubled down on training. It was like a huge break, release. It allowed me to be more productive. Um, It became a no-brainer. So I I can definitely, definitely relate to that. Um, Yeah, for me, gym is, is, is key. To be honest, being outside and being in the sun, and I can thankfully stack all of those habits. I can walk for an hour, train for an hour, be in the sun for two hours every day, more so when i'm sprinting and this is again non-negotiable it's booked in my calendar nothing goes over it i've I mean, multiple times we try to book things and i'm like nope i'm going to the gym at 12 <laughs> I, I can't do it it's <laughs> absolutely not
0: emil's got a red area in his calendar which i can never infiltrate That's no
1: <laughs> no it's really special forces not getting in bro no, nope. no. um but honestly it's a total game changer um and then to be honest that and sleep you know, sleep is, it's not quite as ironclad as yours, as in I realize the importance, but I'm just less disciplined with it. Um, I have a tendency to wake up earlier to get stuff done, which mean compromises my sleep. I can go to bed quite early, but mm, it's just not quite as effective. It should be, for sure. And naps as well. I'm, I'm awful at naps, unfortunately, because once the day starts, it just it just goes. The US wakes up and shit has to happen.
0: Um Just looking through my notes, and then it is an interesting point though that you bring up the discipline thing, because I do think it's such a that's the hard part when you look at training camps and athletics why some people get injured in the middle and some people actually make it through that intense period. It's usually discipline is a deciding factor. It's like okay, you're actually going to show up 15 minutes early and do your foam rolling. Are you going to do your ice bath? Are you going to do? Are you going to not eat that thing you shouldn't be eating? Are you going to make an effort to eat what you should be eating? And it is like those, it requires, it's much easier to just honestly lay on the couch and scroll your phone. It's so easy to do that. But to, in order to like really be able to, not just for productivity sake, but to be able to really unwind and just relax so that you can also enjoy your weekend, it requires still discipline. It's weird. In order to be in a state of of being and not just doing, you still need discipline. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I find this, uh, and that, that's kind of what we're talking about, where you kind of, half resting by scrolling on your phone you're not actually resting or recovering whereas actual resting and recovering requires some sort of effort which is hard whereas if you want to succeed if you want to hit your goals if you want to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve during your sprint then it's not just about working hard and hustling and whatever else taking too many stimulants you have to make the extra effort to do all the other things for recovery. Otherwise, you're shortchanging yourself. You're bullshitting yourself. You're saying you want something, but you're not doing the things that need to happen for you to get that result which you want. You're doing half of the things. I can see you're nodding. You love that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I love that. It's exactly what I was thinking when you brought something up, and I was like, oh, this is actually what goes on. I think most people... It's not that it's just easier... On a technical level, to scroll on your on your Facebook or Instagram or whatever, than to go for a walk in nature. On an emotional level, you can tell yourself, "Oh, I'm still working. I'm just taking a little five minute break." Instead of saying, "You know what? I'm going to take some time off." And that's what I find most people have a really hard time with accepting that they need time off and giving themselves the permission to do so. And I think that's why honestly people fall into these it's called surface level or fake or distractions whatever it may be because they they can tell they can't keep going on the computer, they can't keep going, but instead of just having, honestly, the discipline or the, the capacity or maturity, whatever you want to call it, to say I need to take some time off, they just go and scroll a little bit, and they give themselves a bit of a half-assed break that doesn't really serve them. And I think that's really a big point that causes people not to be able to take break and take time off and be fully on afterwards. It's that emotional insecurity of taking time off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's this, uh, would, I mean, would you even say that that's I'm trying to think I'm just kind of riffing is that kind of scarcity as in they're not confident enough to take time off because they think they should be working, but they can't work. So they're just scrolling on their phone and it ends so, up. Yeah.
0: Yes. And they feel like they should be working because they don't feel like they can afford to take time off. Yeah. It's a lot of times what we talk about is a whole, like good enough. Am I good enough? Yeah. And there's that fear like, oh, I'm not good enough to build this big of a business or to manage this big of a team all of a sudden or to manage this big of funds. And because of that insecurity where we don't feel we're good enough, we try to overcompensate with work, which again, it becomes an emotional like dark spiral instead of doing the smart logical thing. Because again, like we said at the beginning, we all know that in order to be fully on, you have to be fully off, but it's hard to apply because of these emotions. And I think it's one, people are afraid that they, they have to keep going. They're not good enough to take like five days a week and work and not seven days a week and still create a, a good enough result. And I think also, honestly, a lot of them are just not sure. I think we're both been really blessed to go through athletics and to really see it in a very clear, tangible way. When we don't take time off, we don't perform as well. When we don't respect our recovery, we get injured. And we're able to take that analogy and apply it now into like this mental athletics of entrepreneurship. So I think a lot of people just don't really see or don't believe that being fully on is actually worth it and they'll get them these amazing results because they've never perhaps in a long time they haven't really operated at that level mm. and i think we, we just know that so clear from athletics because you see it on your body you get hurt yeah
1: yeah, yeah. and it, i mean it goes back to running at six out of ten and if you don't know what 10 out yeah. of 10 feels like then you're too afraid to to fully rest because you, there's no perceived benefit to it and it's the same exactly and this the same with sleep people think they don't need more sleep they've just never experienced how they feel when they've had proper sleep they're like yeah i'm fine on five six hours it's like yeah but have you ever done eight and a half hours for two weeks and felt the difference it's like the colors are brighter like the world changes um sleep is amazing sleep is amazing It's it's like exercise. Like These things are just absolute non-negotiables. They make life better. They make you better. So talking about the day-to-day rest and optimization, one thing I'm playing around with is this concept of min-maxing. Now in role-play games, what it means is minimizing most of your stats so you can maximize one of your stats. Um, and it's basically like a mage like you can kill them in one shot but when they fucking get off a fireball then shit blows up so it's this just going hitting the two extremes in in a kind of balance and in the context of this what i'm trying what i'm playing with is having two days where i maximize the work like i have the long days i wake up early i do everything i need to do because i like that extreme mindset but then the third day so wednesdays for me i rest there's you know, I, I implement all these intentional rest things. And that's not to say I abuse myself Monday, Tuesday. I'm still going to go to the gym. I'm still going to nail my sleep. But the whole day is focused on work. I'm not going to be like, oh, I've worked quite hard today. I'm going to stop now. It's like, no, no, no. These days are work days. And then Wednesday, I'm doing nothing. And then Thursday, Friday, are work days. And then Saturday, Sunday, I'm doing nothing. And it's kind of... But being, I think
0: it's super, it's super important to say to people that like what you're doing, though, you're making sure you're not redlining. You don't go past the red line. Yeah, that, that Like when you say you, you, keep, you keep going to the gym, you do that kind of stuff. And you, I think that's super important to just emphasize again, that you're working really hard, but you're not going past the red line where it's, it takes much more than one day to recover once you get past that line.
1: Oh, 100%. Once you're burnt out, once you're kind of losing motivation, non-functional, don't care about things anymore, that's weeks. That's that's a severe yeah, that's thing. Sure. That's not something that you can plan, I want to recover from this in a week. It's just it's gonna take as long as it takes. And you don't you don't want to get there. Um so that's the kind of day-to-day stuff that we've spoken about. Do you 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 were have weekends off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I have Saturdays off. That's been a game changer, just that. Waking up and just literally, I'm not replying to emails, I'm not replying to work messages. There's mm-hmm. nothing. And then Sundays for me are still kind of 50-50. I still have some calls and I can feel the difference between Saturday and Sunday, even if I only do 30 minutes of work on Sunday, one call, it's still totally different vibe to a Saturday when it's like zero responsibility. So that's something that it, it's a great stark example for me and something I probably want to change or I would make it a Wednesday, Wednesday and Saturday, something like that. Um and then i suppose what kind of stuff do you do on the weekends which is which is restful as opposed to like this sunday i woke up spent 2 hours scrolling on social media and just thought fuck this is going to be a really crap day if i don't you know seize it and and do some things so i literally wrote down in my journal these are the things i want to do today then it was literally get outside walk train journal in a cafe and the day turned out incredibly well it very easily could have turned into a total mess of just sitting on the sofa it makes me feel awful just thinking about it
0: yeah so i guess for me the main thing is that i give myself permission what it sounds like what happened on sunday the other day for you was that you knew that you still had 30 minutes so you were never really able to turn fully off because you know i still have to do this thing yeah and so for me the biggest thing is and i make an effort to remind myself this like okay, like you've worked, you've hit all your KPIs for this week, all the goals you had. And I try to remind myself, like, give yourself permission to chill out and to relax. And for me, that's much more than any activity or whatever it may be. It's that focus of telling myself, you have permission to take the weekend off and relax and enjoy And nothing needs to happen right now. It can all wait until Monday. That's honestly what does the biggest it has the biggest impact for me, much more than any singular activity because I can do all these activities. But if I still don't feel emotionally at peace that I've done what I needed to do and it's good enough for now and I'm going to keep moving forward and keep succeeding, then I won't be able to relax and enjoy them. For me, that's the biggest thing. It's a bit of a different difference than what you asked. But for me, that's what creates all the difference, honestly.
1: But if it rests, you know that's that's exactly what yeah. we we're kind of talking about here. And interestingly as well, this happens on vacations as well. People get to the weekends and they're like, right, I need to make this as jam-packed as possible because it's the weekend and social etiquette says that I need to socialize and drink and have brunch and all these things. Have permission to not. And that doesn't mean either sitting on Instagram or you know being crazy social. You can be intentionally resting and doing other things, things like solitude, things like nature, things like painting, doing something unproductive, Um So consider that as an option, right? It's Saturday, I'm exhausted. I need to intentionally actively rest. Once you've identified the things that work for you, go and do those instead of feeling like you need to do whatever it is that you usually do on a a Saturday. Um, And for some people, it might be having brunch, but just think about it instead of just going on autopilot. Um, And then what about kind of monthly or quarterly? Do you have like planned things vacations yeah so
0: i take a quarterly break um and again this year has been kind of crazy because of covid and all these kind of challenges that we've had about getting out of uh, vietnam where we were stuck and finally getting back home to israel Um, but i try to like take a vacation every quarter for a week and literally when we're done the vacation we plan the next one and on a yearly basis i try to take december's fully off That's something I'll be implementing this year. With December, I'm just completely offline. And it doesn't mean that I won't be doing any work stuff. it just be like, I can do whatever I want. There's no obligations. I don't feel any need to do this or to do that. If I want to write my book in December because all of a sudden the muse hits me, I can do it. And if I enjoy it, great. And if I want to take some time off and just go surfing, great. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I do it on the quarter and yearly basis. But this is definitely something I haven't mastered yet. I'm, I'm interested to see what you do.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Whatever we're discussing here, I haven't mastered this. Um, <laughs> so quarterly, I this is where... So quarterly, I, I want to do like a three-day total disconnect. Um, and kind of this is... The last one of these that I did, end of last year, was where I kind of reflected on how to rest. And I think every quarter having three days, ideally without any tech, um, without any responsibility, without any plans, just being, even allowing myself to be bored is kind of my goal. So I've done one on my own, which was great. And I did one with a friend, which actually worked really well. We just chatted for three days. There's no obligation, no responsibility. It has to be a, a certain type of friend it can't be anyone who might be a little bit intense or whatever you'll know you'll know um and that also worked really really well for me it was very very restful and the 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 one thing in common for both of those was no tech like we did have a slight issue with not having phones and trying to coordinate but actually it was fine it was like i'll meet you at four you know you you can live without your phone
0: yeah so something to add to that actually uh, it's funny i didn't think about this but for the past i want to say almost half year my phone is basically just a vehicle for whatsapp between me and the missus it's like i don't have facebook on it i don't have instagram on it i don't have emails on it it's just this dud in my pocket that i rarely use and that has brought me so much relaxation like when i was working for that billionaire i always had to be on my phone because i was managing so many teams and so much nonsense And that caused so much stress that you're always just kind of anticipating, I'm going to have something happen in my pockets and nonsense come up. And like, honestly, like removing all that stuff has been very difficult at times, but I've already gotten used to it. And it's, it's amazing. Literally, all I have like is WhatsApp and Headspace that I use at night to like fall asleep with. And it's, it's amazing how much less stress I have because of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, we could summarize this whole podcast in about five minutes, like just delete your phone. (laughs) delete <laughs> oh, so your
0: phone and give yourself permission to rest that's the thing. Yeah, get a knock in to give yourself 10. permission.
1: And forget forget about that. Yeah, exactly. Um I like the idea about taking December off. I actually did the I think it was clockwork the clockwork challenge where I emailed Mike Mikailovitz and said in 2021 I'm going to take December off because my business will be running like clockwork. So we'll see if that happens. Maybe I'll not say this: My business
0: definitely doesn't run like clockwork yet. Like, absolutely, and like, I'm sure some of my clients are going to prefer to keep working in December. But it's where I just draw a line and be like, I'm not working to be stressed. I'm working to create an amazing lifestyle. And it's like, yes, I'm going to be making less money in December, but it's like I've made more than enough money from January to November. I think that's something to also recognize. Like, it doesn't have to be working to like like clockwork yet, but it will just take time off and everything's all right. That's confidence and abundance Besides, right there. you're you're you, Emil. You got your supplement stuff going on. You're good. You can take this <laughs> in, bro.
1: I need to hustle, bro. I needs to hustle. I can't do it. I
0: can't do it. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, no, and I was just saying that, that's confidence, right? And that's abundance being like, yeah, one, there's plenty mm-hmm. of everything in the world. And two, even if everything went to shit, I'm confident in my ability to deal with it. And those are two things yeah. which are huge, huge traits, huge attributes. So, I mean, the, the month off is a work in progress, but I, I previously took a week off, like entirely off calls per year. Like I travel a lot. I go on vacations, but very rarely stop working. And then in the last year, it's been one week off in the winter, one week off in the summer. And I'm still trying to figure out how to do it. The one in the winter, I was, let's call it embracing my shadow of being unproductive. And I literally just played video games the whole time. It was very, very restful. It was very, very nice. Could it have been more optimal? Probably. But it was still nice to just do it. Um, and then the one in the summer, I ended up partying the whole week on a yacht in Croatia. Again, a different kind of rest. It was great because it, it ticked the box for zero responsibility, uh, zero attachment to reality, out of my environment, blah, blah, blah. And it obviously didn't hit the uh, tick the box for actually getting a lot of sleep and resting and you know, exercising, being active, those things. But then thankfully I got COVID afterwards and quarantined for ten days in a really nice villa with a very good friends. And then that was restful in that regard. So yeah, a lot of learning from from these events and continue to iterate and improve going forward.
0: You're also the first person I've ever heard say, thankfully I got COVID. Yeah, I've had a great experience with it. Um <laughs>
1: i was thinking this the other day and this is probably another podcast um i haven't hugely paid attention to covid or the news or anything about that for the last however long it's been going a year and a half two years and that's been very restful and and unstressful and then i got it and it was it was fine and i appreciate that i'm super lucky for that to have happened but you know like the the news and everything it goes up and down hope um terror hope terror hope terror hope terror and you can either get on that roller coaster and be constantly stressed or at one point where it's relevant you can pop your head in have a look and then pop out again and you just miss 99% of the mess by not riding that roller coaster and and that's why i say it was a pleasant experience because i didn't i wasn't on the roller coaster i had an illness for a couple of days, I recovered, which in young, healthy people seems to be most people. And that was kind of it. There was no, you know, I didn't need to discuss it with people or advertise or argue about vaccines or anything like that. And, it, and yeah, it was,
0: you know, it was great. So here's my idea, how we can close this, I think, in a really good way. Because what we talked about so far is what we do. Yeah. If we can talk about right now, about the clear things that we actually don't do that most people do that we've learned, we, we've learned the hard way that we can't afford to do. For example, like for me, it's the phone taking off all the apps. It's honestly like certain people. I just, I'm very clear. I just don't hang out with certain people. I don't deal with nonsense. And then like, I'm very, very clear about it. <laughs> You're smiling because you know, because I'm I, love it. I don't want to deal with that. I have no patience for that. Um, I don't eat junk food because again it just it doesn't help me recover and i was just thinking about things like that like things that are unique that most people do but shouldn't do and honestly it's like it would help them more to just not do that instead of trying to optimize and do other things as well what would be some of your ideas full disclosure as the health guy i eat junk food <laughs> <laughs> so i've been thinking about that and i've come to a conclusion about that and i am at peace with like so It's a place of humility, honestly. Like I don't know enough about nutrition and how to play with it and all these kind of like to play in that kind of level of mastery where I can get away with eating this stuff and still feel good because it's just not something I know as well as you do. And I've kind of accepted like, you know what, for now, like I'm okay with that. I'm not going to eat junk food because I don't feel good of it and I'm not capable enough in this realm to be able to like to play with that and still get the result. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that's super interesting. That's a very good take on it. I never thought of it that way. Um, and, you know, again, we won't go into this, but for, you've got discipline. You, you know, you're an athlete. You, you can you can do that. For a lot of people, you know, from the start, giving up junk food might not be the best option mm. because it's it's restrictive, it's it's tempting, yeah. it's tasty. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You may fail. So this is why I kind of talk that, walk that talk, um, and, and spout that philosophy. we can talk about that on another episode. Um, so for me, the, the big things that people aren't doing, or I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but exercise and sleep, like these are the things that you are probably missing or skipping that are just very, very obvious. And they're not something that you need to optimize or over-engineer or complicate. You can do these things today. Go for a freaking walk, walk a little bit fast, get a little bit out of breath. Awesome. Done. Nothing more to do there. Sleep. Go to bed a few hours earlier. People talk about sleep hacks and tracking and supplements and all this kind of stuff. Like if you go to bed at two in the morning, you are not sleeping optimally. If you go to bed at 10 PM or even earlier, you have an infinitely higher chance of sleeping better.
0: But Emil, what if I go to sleep at 2 a.m. and I have a certain route from the Amazon that I take that then optimizes my sleep? How about then? If I'm able to hack it, is that going to work? Uh, yeah. Please tell me no. Just say no because the people no, need no. to hear no. Abso- it's not going to help.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> go I mean, to
0: sleep on time. Ab- Stop trying to, to biohack I mean, everything uh, instead of doing the right things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's another episode right there is, is biohacking and, and biohackers and and sticking to the foundations at least nail those like yes you can create some super elaborate scheme that allows you to go to sleep at 2 a.m wake up at 10 a.m still get the eight hours blah 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 optimize your hormones circadian rhythm or you can just go to bed at 10 at 10 p.m and you're going to function much better your life's going to be much better and you can cut out a huge number of complexity from your life um yeah cool all right I guess we'll wrap this one up. Let's wrap this up. So rest is super important. Rest is a skill. Be intentional with it. Think about what is restful for you on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis and implement it. Get better at it over time and it will serve you significantly. And we've given our like very easy to implement takeaways. So until yeah. next week.
0: And I, would, go on, I on. would say one more thing, just from the, the mindset aspect of it. Next time you feel guilty or unsure if you should take some time off, ask yourself a simple question. Forget about asking yourself, can I go longer? Can I keep going? What should I do? Ask yourself, if someone was in my situation right now and they decided to focus on rest and recovery, would they get better long-term results? And two things here we did. One is you took yourself and your ego and like, can I just go harder? You- Bye by asking it about somebody else and two instead of saying time off you said recovery which is nonsense it's silly but it's amazing how much it helps us get out of our own heads and say no we're recovering it's okay and it gives us permission so if i could leave you guys with that
1: head on that's beautiful until next week thanks guys bye we're both waving